This is the Affirm America podcast, where we stand up and speak out affirming American excellence. Coming to you deep in the heart of the Midwest, located in an undisclosed log cabin on the outskirts of town, your host, Marquis Vandemark. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Affirm America podcast. I'm your host, Marquise Vandemark, on this Wednesday, May the 18th, 2022. Thanks for joining us today. Got a little bit of cloud cover this morning. Temperatures have uh, dropped down into the mild level. Won't get out of the 60s today. Hey, if you haven't subscribed yet to our podcast, you can go to AffirmAmerica.com. Subscribe there. We'll notify you when a new podcast comes out. Also, if you go to Affirm America right now, the 2000 Mules movie is uh, free of charge. You can watch that. Share that around to your friends on the 2020 stolen election. And today is the top five headlines for your Wednesday. Headline number five. Massive drug smuggling tunnel discovered between Tijuana and San Diego. Fox News. U.S. authorities on Monday announced the discovery of a massive tunnel stretching under the U.S.-Mexico border that was likely used to transport drugs undetected. The over 1,700-foot fully operational tunnel runs from Tijuana to an industrial warehouse in San Diego, California. Authorities said it contains a sophisticated structural system that was likely used to smuggle heroin, methamphetamine, and fentanyl into the U.S. U.S. authorities did not say how long the tunnel had been operating, but announced $25 million worth of drugs were seized from the tunnel and its operatives over the weekend. The Daily Wire. In fiscal year 2021, U.S. Customs and Border Patrol agents seized over 624,000 pounds of drugs. From the year prior, cocaine seizures increased by 68%, methamphetamine seizures jumped 7%, and fentanyl seizures rose 134%. So this is uh, what's going on in our southern border, and this is just one tunnel that is between Tijuana and San Diego. That doesn't count for all the mules bringing drugs over on the border, where we have hundreds of thousands of people coming in. And Title 42 is scheduled to expire here on May 23rd. And this is where a lot of the drugs have been coming in also as well, through all the illegal immigrants coming across the border. So drugs are a big problem with over 100,000 deaths from fentanyl alone. And fentanyl is up 134% coming across the border. So we have a very serious problem with our southern border, and we've got an administration that doesn't really give a crap about it and is just leaving it wide open for anybody to come through. So let's keep that in mind when the midterms come up in a short five months from now. All right, headline number four. Biden takes aim at assault weapons in wake of Buffalo shooting. Another shooting, another call for gun control. Katie Pavlich, speaking from Buffalo, New York Tuesday morning, President Joe Biden falsely claimed the ban on semi-automatic sporting rifles from 1994 to 2004 cut down on violence and shootings. 
He made the statement while pushing for gun control after a teenager killed 10 people in a local grocery store over the weekend. This is a claim Biden has repeatedly made while attempting to take advantage of tragedy. But according to data provided by the Department of Justice, the ban cannot be credited with reducing violence or mass shootings. Biden, we can keep assault weapons off our streets. We've done it before. I did it when we passed the crime bill last time. So let's uh, listen to uh, Joe Biden right now in his own words, and then I'll show you some data on really if it is and has been effective. So let's listen to him right now. But there are certain things we can do. We can keep assault weapons off our streets. We've done it before. I did it when we passed the crime bill last time. And violence went down. Shootings went down. We can't prevent people from being radicalized to violence. But we can address the relentless exploitation of the Internet to recruit and mobilize terrorism. Okay, so that's Joe Biden in his own words. But Joe Biden has been known to lie And he is lying here once again to the American public with a straight face, by the way. He's a uh, chronic liar, a psychopath liar. He lies all the time with a straight face. And here's the proof. A 2004 Department of Justice funded study from the University of Pennsylvania Center of Criminology concluded the ban cannot be credited with a decrease in violence carried out with firearms. The report is titled An Updated Assessment of the federal assault weapons ban, impacts on gun markets and gun violence between 1994 and 2003. This is what he's talking about. We cannot clearly credit the ban with any of the nation's recent drop in gun violence. And indeed, there has been no discernible reduction in the lethality and injuredness of gun violence based on indicators like the percentage of gun crimes resulting in death or the share of gunfire incidents resulting in injury. The summary of the report on studies findings states, the ban's impact on gun violence is likely to be small at best and perhaps too small for reliable measurement. AWS assault weapons were used in no more than 8% of gun crimes even before the ban. So, you know, Biden always looks for opportunities. He's shameless. I mean, he, you had a terrible tragedy in Buffalo, and he's right there pushing gun control, using a political opportunity. The guy's heartless. I mean, seriously, you've got a mass shooting, terrible situation, and he goes up and just uses it to push his, his gun ban, gun control narrative. This is very, very typical of Joe Biden and his administration and he just lies out his teeth at every opportunity that comes to him. Okay, headline number three, South Carolina, 16th state to pass bill preserving women's sports. Washington Times. South Carolina Governor Henry McMaster has signed legislation barring male-born athletes from girls' and women's scholastic sports, drawing kudos from advocates for fairness in female athletics and criticism from the transgender rights and gender identity movements. The legislation signed Monday makes South Carolina the 16th state with a law requiring students to compete 
based on their birth or biological sex in reaction to rising concerns over male-born athletes who identify as female going up against girls and women from the Washington Times. So this is good. This is uh, exactly what needs to be done. Anybody with any common sense knows that men competing in women's sports is lunacy. It has no business combining male and female in a competitive sport. No matter what this person may think, his physicality makes it an uneven sport for men and women in their competition, especially for women. When a man's physique, his heart, his muscles, his everything about him is much more superior than women's, and for him to come in and claim that he's a woman and to compete in sports makes no sense. So we're glad. Kudos again to South Carolina for passing this bill, and there should be many, many more to come in the future. So it makes absolutely no sense. Okay, headline number two, Maripol has fallen to Russia. From the story, late Monday, the Ukrainian government appeared to surrender the key port city of Mariupol to the Russians. According to live war updates from the New York Times, capture of the Azvatol steel complex in Maripol was the deciding factor in Russia's apparent victory over the Ukrainians in their combat mission. In a brief remark to the Times, Ukraine President Zelensky shared that their current goal was to prevent further casualties. We hope to save the lives of our boys, Zelensky said. Wall Street Journal. More than 260 soldiers were taken to Russian-controlled territory on Tuesday morning after Ukraine announced the end of combat operations in Maripol. Video footage released by Russia's defense ministry appeared to show the men being patted down and escorted to waiting buses. Some were on stretchers, some wrapped in bloodied bandages, and many were gaunt after weeks of surviving on minimal rations. So, again, this is a terrible tragedy going on in Ukraine. We all feel the pain of the Ukrainians. We want to continue to pray for them, pray for their, their nation, that this can be settled. And Putin, the dictator, the crazy man, the insane man, who has created all this terrible human suffering, has now taken control of Maripol. So in his mind, he's victorious, but when it comes to the peace of the world and the situation in Ukraine, it's a horrible situation, and we just only hope that this can end very quickly. And we feel for the citizens of Maripol and their valiant effort to protect their city, and they did a heck of a job, and they really need to be congratulated on a valiant effort pushing back against the totalitarian regime of Putin. Okay, headline number one, GOP turnout high. Upset win in North Carolina congressional race, tight race for Pennsylvania Senate. The primaries so far have yielded large Republican voter turnout, and last night was no different. A big upset came from North Carolina 11th District, where incumbent Madison Cawthorn conceded his race to Chuck Edwards. Fox News, Cawthorn Tuesday night made a concession phone call to Senate Chuck Edwards, whose legislative seat is within the House District. Edwards had the support of Senator Tom Tillis from North Carolina and former, former Texas Governor Rick Perry, 
and various other GOP officials. The Pennsylvania Senate race between Dave McCormick and Trump-endorsed Mehmet Oz was too close to call. So if you've been watching the uh, returns, you see last night it's a neck-and-neck race here on Wednesday morning. It's not going to probably be decided for a couple more days. It was too close to call, and they're having to go through a lot of mail-in ballots, I understand. So we probably won't know the results. The McCormick-Oz Senate race runoff for the primary until probably later this week. Uh, it was a big upset for Cawthorn, unfortunately, but uh, he did make some mistakes in his uh, campaigning that resulted in a loss for him. But still, Trump has been doing very well in his picks. I think he's like 58 and 2 last time I looked. So his power, his energy, the Patriot movement, the MAGA movement has lots of energy and uh, Keep it up because the midterms are coming in five months, and we've got lots of work to take back the both the House and the Senate. All right, those are your top five headlines for this Wednesday, May 18th, 2022. Again, thanks for joining us. Don't forget that you can see the 2000 Mules movie free of charge now over at AffirmAmerica.com. Go ahead and check that out. Share that link around. Get that message out to the American people. Again, thanks for joining us today. I'm Marquise Vandemark. Have a wonderful day, and we'll see you tomorrow on the Affirm America podcast. This is the Affirm America podcast with your host, Marquis Vandemark. And let's never forget, America is great, and we affirm it.